1: Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the games start.
0: Oh, pop. Got to, man. Every
2: <laughs> time.
1: Every time. Hey, <laughs> welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunsinger, at Thunder Chats, where you're part of the b Network, and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Now that that is out of the way, we got a super fun episode today. Uh, I'm joined by uh, a couple of gentlemen. First of all, we've got uh, in Arkansas, I think for the first <laughs> time ever, that we've had somebody from Arkansas on or in Arkansas on the podcast
0: uh, in a hotel room, not drinking champagne, uh, but we got Champagne Jerry. What up, Jerry? What's up, man? Uh, yeah, you uh, actually forgot to ad read. Uh, this pod is also, also <coughs> brought to you by Stevens Pool Service, serving Oklahoma City and the Metro. Um, any job, big or small, you can holler at your boy Champagne Jerry over here. Uh, No, but I'm good, man. Just doing some work training uh, over here in Fort Smith at the fanciest hotel in town, the Wyndham, with all eight stories, a swimming pool on the side, and just a fancy looking bar. So um, doing good, though, man. Missed you guys. I'm happy to be on and and happy to have a guest because I hate looking at y'all's faces all the time.
1: Yeah, well, hey, the feeling is mutual, sir, (laughs) uh,
0: on all fronts. So uh, also joining us today,
1: not in his uh, normal humble abode, we got Cone joining Mm -hmm. us from
2: Virginia. What up, Connor? The underscone. I haven't said that in a while. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you've said that literally every episode, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) I'm doing all right, man. Uh, Excited to have a guest on here. Uh, Great guy. You know, know him pretty well. We'll get to him in a moment. But yeah, uh, Jerry, I wanted to ask, why are you in Arkansas?
0: So, um, I actually just left a job that I was with for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been making like some cryptic tweets recently. Um, you know, like I'm like announcing my free agency mm-hmm. and it's a big uh, deal.
2: Everyone's talking about it.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, at least like four people that I know of are definitely talking about it. <laughs> you got um, a too
2: hard on that number. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, took a chance on myself, on betting on myself, and uh, start a new job. So, uh, hoping this brings me all the money I can make so I can actually like really do something with this pool business and blow it up. So, uh, yeah, go Arkansas. There awesome. we go. Big Arkansas fan, Jerry, as
2: everyone knows.
0: <laughs> well, you know, the shitty we'll part pick, is, is, you know, I'm in Fort Smith, and this is where Isaiah Joe and Jalen Williams are from. Mm. Like they both went to high school here. Uh, I guess they, I learned all about the high schools from somebody I work with and uh, there's North and South. And I think they both went to South. If I remember remembering right.
2: DM I might and ask be. if they're around a hoop,
0: man. No. So uh, Dolan did me a solid and he, uh, and you know, how to bust their ass too, Connor. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: oh Yeah, for sure. I saw you in the, the thunder media runs. I know what you got, Jerry. Yeah,
0: no, but, uh, but Dolan freaking tagged him for me because I was looking for some place to eat at and neither one of them replied. So thanks mm-hmm. thanks for nothing, guys.
1: That's tough. <laughs> well, um, yeah, this is a podcast of first. You know, that was the longest lead-in we've had to our guest intro spot ever. And it's also yeah, the... Big. It's also the. the I'm first happy. He just kind of sat there too. He was just like, "All right, waiting, <laughs> the, the, waiting." Very <laughs> nicely, but hey, w- just the wait is almost over because uh, this is the first collab intro that we've had on the podcast as well. So, uh, joining us today is a ghost of the internet, but he is a diehard basketball fan. He is active on the X app, has a playback show with our own three cone, and has amassed over seventy-five thousand subscribers on YouTube. He's a Thunder fan and a parent fan of the movie Semi-Pro. He shoots exactly like Maxi Kleba. He's Carl Anthony Towns' number one fan, and he is here to preview the season for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Please welcome Alex Hoops. That's like the greatest intro ever.
2: (laughs) That's That's what. That's what. Connor, how
1: much? How much of that did you come up
2: with? (laughs) Uh, The Maxi Kleba part. uh, I know you're Cat's number one fan, so I had to throw that in there for you. I know you're a big supporter of his game, Uh, but everything else was Dylan. So, yeah. No, that was that was
1: fantastic. I'm I'm flattered. I'm I'm excited to be on. Absolutely, man. I mean, we've been itching to get you on. I've been trying to get Cone to, you know, get you on the show ever since you guys started the whole playback show. Once I found out you were a Thunder fan, like it was like, you oh, know, yeah. the connection like had to happen. So uh, happy we finally got you on here. So uh, obviously exciting times in Thunderland and we're going to get to all that. Before we do that, whenever we first have somebody on the show, we like to ask a few background questions just so the listeners can kind of get to know them a little bit better. So uh, first and foremost, man, let's take it all the way back. How'd you first come into the game of basketball? Uh, I would say like my first exposure to basketball that like I can consciously remember is like just playing church league, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the YMCA leagues that we had at our local church growing up. I mean, I played, I played in those for years. Um, and that was kind of like my first experience playing it. And then growing up watching basketball, um, was kind of like an off and on thing because my dad was a timberwolves fan and he became like he kind of reached his his keeping up with the nba kind of reached ahead when kevin garnett uh left Mm -hmm. and uh he was like i'm done watching the nba this is stupid (laughs) you know it's all fake i don't i don't want to watch this anymore and so i stopped watching basketball for a long time and uh just by like proxy of not really being exposed to it because I was still like, you know, eight, eight years old, nine years old. So it's like I'm not going to watch if my dad's not watching it. I'm probably not going to be watching it. Uh, and then OKC became a franchise, and it was like kind of rekindled that. But uh, ever since then, it's kind of just been, I would say downhill. But you know, that has like a negative connotation. Like I don't want to say mm-hmm. it's all been downhill from there. But it's, it's been uphill. Confusing. It's a very confusing yeah. analogy. Yeah. Right.
0: Jerry. Oh, sorry. I've out. I was, I I thought you were going to have an absolutely in there, uh, something. I was waiting Listen, i I'm cleaning word. it up, man. We're right. we're we're Dylan is your cutting season all four. the
2: absolutely's out. The absolutely's yeah. are going away. I've already
0: heard 3. So, I don't I'm think I said absolutely. I said for sure a lot. You've said absolutely 3 times already. So, right. that's <laughs> how ingrained it is in you. So, um, You guys
1: are going to hear me say I feel like like a billion times throughout this podcast, so just be prepared man we all, we all got those things like you know they they hammer me on absolutely and for sure but I say you know like five times in a
2: sentence and nobody says anything about it. <laughs>
0: Literally, well, now I'm gonna, yeah, no, I've yeah, never heard yeah, him I'm, say I'm, that. I'm gonna ever. Keep count, <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I, I've definitely heard you say it, but now I'm gonna like consciously think about it every single time you say that.
1: Whenever I listen back, like I, I literally cringe whenever <laughs> I hear myself say it.
2: <laughs> my girlfriend, I'll be recording YouTube videos, and there are certain words she'll like note that I say a lot that are just like way beyond my usual vocabulary. Yeah. Apparently, I say, I say bona fide a ton, and I don't even <laughs> like consciously think about it. It's but great right Yeah, she'll be like, you used Bonafide like three times in that video. I'm like, I did not even like consciously (laughs) collect that I used. I don't use that word ever, but.
0: That's hilarious. Um, No, so you kind of touched on it, Alex, and you said, you know, the Thunder became an organization and that's what kind of rekindled your your basketball spirit. How the hell did you become a Thunder fan?
1: So the reason like OKC becoming a franchise was what like rekindled my interest in like watching basketball uh my my dad's side of the family is from minnesota that's why he was a minnesota fan my mom's side of the family is from oklahoma and my parents met in oklahoma so like a lot of history there uh for our family um and so like when they moved from seattle to okc my mom was just always like oh you know okc's playing tonight and she'd just throw it on and it would just be on in the living room and you know i'd just be sitting there like 11 12 years old just oh russell westbrook cool (laughs) donks that kind of stuff just watching it over and over again it was like i i was a thunder fan i i I liked basketball Mm -hmm. but i always say like i was kind of a thunder fan before i was like a basketball fan and then basketball like kind of stemmed from me being a thunder fan
0: yeah I mean, it's easy to do. I mean, we're like the greatest franchise ever. So I totally get it. Um, (laughs) So with your, with your parents, you mentioned that your mom's from Oklahoma. Um, Is she a college fan? Not really.
1: So like they always say that they, they root for OSU, not not OU. Um, I don't know why, but I think it's because the, when people say boomer sooner on Facebook, they get annoyed by that. So they don't like OU.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's
1: people listening to the podcast right now that are like turning it off right now. And they're like sending me hate mail.
0: No, 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 no. I say it enough on here. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay. Well, I was just wondering because it's it's like your mom being amped up about it's very Oklahoman you know like because you guys don't live here i take it you showed us a ticket from the covid game that was a paper ticket at that um very shook by the paper yeah i'm telling you like an analog ticket yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think was carved on a sumerian tablet um (laughs) got your history bag
2: there i've never seen that that side of you oh yeah
0: um no, but I just, it's very Oklahoman because that's just kind of how Oklahoma is in general. Like, you support what's there no matter what it is. Like, Carrie Underwood, oh my God. She's like, oh, yeah. a, you know, goddess here. Like, you put her right next to Jesus out here, and it's okay. So,
2: <laughs> I'm learning all new kinds of Oklahoma lore.
0: <laughs> I mean, when you only visit for a couple days a year, uh, that's what happens, Damn. man. I got to help you out. Help yeah, I you miss out. out
2: on all the important lore, so I appreciate it, Jerry. carry yeah. Carrie Underwood um, and Jesus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Alex, I kind of know a good bit about this, but to, to the people out there, what made you want to get into basketball coverage itself? Like, you know, what you do now on YouTube and everything. Um,
1: You know, a lot of it was like, getting into the coverage itself was was predicated a lot on being someone who graduated college into COVID and like not really knowing what to do. Cause I didn't have a job. And, uh, I had a marketing degree, which, you know, some degrees you could graduate into COVID and you could get a job right off the bat. Cause some industries still needed employees, but marketing, it was like, nah, you're not getting the job. So, yeah. um, I had a background in video editing and, uh, I was writing for some websites on the side just like little articles here and there. And I was like, you know, let's kind of merge these two together. The fact that I can edit videos and make articles instead of putting articles on someone else's website and letting them give me a cut of the revenue. I was like, why not just put this on YouTube and, you know, make the videos myself. So that was kind of like the journey to actually starting the channel. But like getting into the coverage itself, I don't know. I think it was just the fact that I got really interested into like the statistics side of basketball, um, kind of prior to me getting into the X's and O's side of basketball. And once I started getting into like the numbers and whatnot, uh, it was easy for me to like, kind of write my thoughts about, cause I was making all these spreadsheets and like finding all of these patterns and like all this different information and stuff. And I was like, well, I might as well write these down somewhere. And, you know, I had a, I don't even remember what it was called, but there was this website that like allowed you to make your own blog. And MySpace. That. <laughs> 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 just a little bit before my time, but oh, there's Zanga. Another history lesson. yeah, it was
0: Zanga. I'm sorry. Oh, only, gosh, a, what, you get Wasn't it like you a Weebly started? or something.
1: I think it was Weebly. Maybe. I think
2: that's the one funny. I thought of.
1: Yeah. But I, that's when I was like, you know, still probably a freshman in college or something like that so that was like early early days yeah i'm with him, man well hey um you know kind of talking about you know basketball covers today some pretty you know, substantial news dropped today in the world of the nba with the whole in-season tournament And before we kind of get into the games that you know the that they're at least for the thunder being played i just want to ask you like what are your thoughts on in-season tournament are you excited about it you think it's kind of pointless or do you kind of you know like the direction it's going i think it is simultaneously (laughs) pointless and like cool it's like yes there is no point to it it is (laughs) it's it's totally useless but also it has like more or less zero impact on anything so like anyone who's like i it's hard for me to get mad about it Mm -hmm. because there's just no consequences to it I'm like, I, why would I waste any energy like being upset about this? Because it's it's what the same amount of games, right? It's just baked into the schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it's 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 just the regular season with some gift wrap on it. Yeah, you might possibly go to Vegas at some point in December.
2: <laughs> the one time it's not a billion degrees in Vegas yeah. and the wind is hot and you feel like you're going to melt. <laughs> so I guess that's a benefit that was a great take i i, I enjoyed that thoroughly um mm-hmm. cone uh, you, you have the list of the of the games that uh, you could run mm-hmm. over this real quick yeah so we've got the warriors on november 3rd first of all if, for those of you that don't know the format of the in-season tournament uh every team is put into a group and you play one game against all the teams in your group two at home two away the best i think two records in each group playing like kind of a elimination tournament kind of thing um i believe that's the format and then It's all baked into the regular season, and the only extra game that could be played is the championship game would be technically the 83rd game in the regular season for the two teams that come out of both sides, so like one from each conference kind of thing. So it's, again, all baked into the regular season, and our four in-group matchups are the Warriors, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Timberwolves. Warriors is November 3rd, Kings is November 10th, Spurs is actually on national TV on November 14th, and then the Timberwolves we play on November 28th. So if we, you know, depending on our record in those four games, we could go further in the tournament. If not, it's over right there and it doesn't really matter anymore. But yeah, that's just kind of what our group looks like. Uh, we were talking about the Spurs game I know before the podcast and like it's exciting. It's on national TV. I know the Spurs, three of their four like play and tournament games are on national TV, Crazy. which is obviously the the Victor Wembanyama effect. And I know Dylan and Alex did this on a previous episode, but Jerry, we were on, I- Alex obviously was not on. So uh, we were talking a little bit beforehand about how many national TV games we might have with the upcoming season. So I'm curious what y'all's th- thoughts are. Before the pod, I said, like, I think we could do like 10 or so. I think it's a little bit bolder than Dylan. You said, what, like five? Yeah, I said four to six. Alex I- said five. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking like i'm gonna go bold and say 10 i think we could get a couple against the spurs with vic i could see them doing a chet versus Paolo rematch i think we could get some against some of like the bigger dogs in the west like the lakers or the nuggets or you know over even over in the eastern conference i don't know i could see us having some big 10 matchups i think we had a lot of really fun games last year and they're gonna try and make up some time and maybe like proactively be like oh maybe okc's next step we'll throw some games out there with some young stars so I'm gonna go bold. I'm gonna and, and allow myself to be really disappointed when it's like three and a half. And
0: I'm gonna go eight. I'm gonna hedge okay. my bets.
1: You're gonna go right in the middle. Okay. Yeah. I love Ace Sweat drilling. What about you, Alex? Um, I feel like the NBA is like a lot more active when it comes to flexing games in the national mm-hmm. TV spots now. So I'm kind of leaning towards that double digits number because like here we go if we're if we're you know higher up in the standings like i kind of anticipate us to be you know not like a one or a two seed most likely but you know mid-season vying for like anywhere from like a three to a six spot i could easily see them giving us some games on top of whatever we already have so yeah i'd say like eight nine ten anywhere in that range i'm i'm with it yeah absolutely i mean hey yeah, I, I predicted like four to six, but I was kind of guarding my heart. But like, pfft, put us on national television for all
2: 82 games. I don't care. Like, I guess yeah, I'll be watching anyways. Put them on there. I won't yeah. have to
1: watch it on Bally Sports if we have all 82 on national <laughs> oh, TV. Man,
2: this, this this is why we
1: this is why we illegally stream people. <laughs> God. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, let's get into the Thunder man. So like, let's let's take a little blast to the past. You know, you talked about Russell Westbrook a little bit. And, um, you know, we obviously have a new fun team. But let's go a little bit back to the start of the rebuild. Whenever Presty first traded away Paul George and kicked off the rebuild, did you think this was going to work? Did you see the vision? Has that opinion changed? When I, like – I remember I was in college when I first got the news, and I was sitting in my kitchen. I was the only one home, and I got the notification and, like <laughs> – I, I got my Paul George Jersey and I like have a Snapchat video somewhere where I threw the Paul George Jersey on the ground and I was like stomping on it. And I sent it to all my <laughs> friends and I was like, I hate my life and a bunch of ridiculousness like that. And then, you know, obviously the haul we got the gut reaction to the trade. I was like, Oh, you know, we're, we're done for it's over. Mm-hmm. We're going to be terrible. You know, like most people probably were, but then I looked at the haul that we got and then saw how good Shea was. And um seeing all those draft picks, it was kind of, it was one of those things where, like, yeah, we might be bad for a little bit, but it's kind of hard to mess up when you have all those assets. If and if any GM in the NBA was given that haul and like just a mediocre roster, you could turn that haul in like just average players into a contender if you just play your cards right. Like, it's hard to screw that stuff up. In theory. You know, I'm not a GM, so (laughs) maybe it's really easy to screw that up. Who knows?
0: Well, the Wolves did it for a decade. (laughs) Yeah, the Kings did (laughs) it. They're not lying. Magic have. uh... (laughs)
2: Yeah, there are, there are ways in the NBA it feels like to mess it up, and hopefully we don't find one of those ways. I mean, like it would be crazy if you somehow drafted three MVPs and came out it without a title. Like that would be absurd, right? Yeah. I fucking hate you. <laughs> what are the odds? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, what are the chances? Like it's you know, I mean, I mean, I guess it would be that crazy. Like like you know, it would be that upset. He
0: didn't screw that up. Shut up. They screwed it up with their yeah. feeble bodies and. <laughs> Stupid egos. Hey, Jerry, I, I know I have
1: asked what OKC's head coach's name is, but he's a Thunder fan, so he's gonna get it. So you can just move on to the next question. <laughs> that's that's for like, I saw that, that in there, and I was like, Yeah,
2: Alex, prove easy. it, prove it. What's his name? Prove it. Mark right.
1: Dagnalt.
2: Oh, all right. He's... Did I say it
1: wrong? Did I say it right?
2: I I, I think
1: Dagnalt's the proper pronunciation, Dagnall? but okay, it's all right. Okay, okay. Well, okay. Wow, you, you knew the name, so <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> Poser, so I can spell it.
2: <laughs> That's honestly even more impressive than saying it correctly. It is. <laughs> that actually is.
0: Uh, I have to
1: use all five of my brain cells to spell it. Whenever I do, though, <laughs> I have to take a nap afterwards. It's exhausting. Exactly
0: uh, well, speaking of the coach that has a really weird last name, um how do you feel about him, and how do you feel about you know the job that he's done so far?
1: So far, I think. Given the hand he's been dealt, I'm kind of surprised, like a lot of coaches when they have a young group like this, it's kind of hard to look good as a coach. Uh, I feel like a lot of coaches end up getting fired because, you know, the roster that they're working with is, is really, really young, really, really bad. And then that's the coach that ends up getting fired. And then they bring in a new coach to like provide structure. But uh, I feel like he's done a job. Where he's established that structure while also like letting young players be young players and like make mistakes and kind of grow into their own games. Um, I do have like a few like nitpicky things, but they're not like enough to where I'm like, he's he needs to be fired or he's not going to be our long term coach. Like, right now, I'm I, I'm comfortable enough with the job that he's done that I'm like, nothing really. Screams like oh this guy Is not gonna be good enough To stick around for a long time like The two things I have any sort Of you know Issue with is Some I I don't like some of the lineups That he runs I think he runs too big of a rotation A lot of the time but I also chalk That up to development so I Mm -hmm. can't get too upset About it and then also I think Our offense is a little Bit simplistic again There's only so much you can do with Younger personnel and guys who you don't entirely know what they're capable of just yet. So I I just need to see more before I'm like are these actual issues or are these just kind of a byproduct of being a young team figuring it out.
0: So what's so you just gave two I'll call them quote unquote negatives there. What do you think are the two like top two best things that he does?
1: Um I think he's like just a very good uh like game manager, like he does the things that like a coach needs to do in a game. Like some coaches don't call timeouts when they very obviously should be calling a timeout, uh, doc rivers. Um, (laughs) and like, I don't notice those issues with him. Uh, and he seems to know, like the, the thing with his lineups is if he tries something and it doesn't work, he's usually pretty quick to like go back on it. Like, uh, lindy's a good example like there were a lot of instances last season where lindy would go in and you could just tell like this dude's not making a shot tonight and mark would be like all right like i'm i'm calling this before it gets any worse mm-hmm. and you know he'll take him out of the game immediately and not let him you know go out there and shoot O for eight uh i'm sure there's probably a game at some point where he did shoot O for eight but that's you know besides the point here i'm not trying to dog on lindy i'm just using his him his as an example yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like he does a good job of just like, okay, you know, there are things that you have to pay attention to and, and not necessarily adjustments, but you got to look out for your guys. Um, and that's something that Eric Spolster does a really good job of, like put your guys in positions to succeed. And if you know that whether it's the matchup that they're going against, or like, you can just tell they're going to have an off night. If you can tell that they're going to go out there and, you know, embarrass themselves and not be able to perform at a high level, then he's just not going to put them in those positions in the first place. And I think that's a really important trait for a coach to have.
0: Yeah. You totally forgot like the best thing though. He draws up the best inbound plays in the NBA hands. Oh,
1: that's yes. That's, that's a fact. (laughs) I'm with you there.
0: It helps having Josh Giddy though. It yeah, does it look,
2: does. It was funny. <laughs> I was looking for a Josh Giddy inbound play the other day. I forget what it was for, but I was looking for one. And one of the top results was the the just random moment when Giddy actually inbound off the back of the backboard. And I was like, okay, this is not the inbound play I was looking for. I was trying to like, I think put to like tweet about how he's amazing at inbound plays. And the first thing that comes up is him slamming it off the back of the backboard. So that's tough. It, yeah, happens. It's tough. it, it happens. Um. But yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Mark. Like, I, I feel pretty good about him being a good coach for the future. You know, say we start contending and there are some issues, we'll see. But for now, I'm also uh, pretty confident in what Mark can do. Um, I do want to ask, kind of going into this past year for the team, what were your expectations? I know we talked about this like a good bit, but I don't know if we ever talked about like fully throughout the season. I know we text each other a lot about how excited and how awesome the year was. But, like, at the beginning of the season, like, what were your expectations before, obviously, things went really well?
1: Yeah, at, at the beginning of the season, I know a lot of uh, – I saw a lot of talk from from some Thunder fans saying stuff like, you know, they saw Detroit get, like, Bogdan Bogdanovich. And they're like, oh, we need to go and, and, you know, make trades for veterans and uh, get, like, good veteran presences and stuff. And I'm like, we – we have been rebuilding for a very, very, very short amount of time relative to the Detroits and the Orlandos of the world. I'm like, we don't need to start trading for veterans. Like we're not at that point yet. So heading into this season, my, my thought process was this was kind of like a, like a temperature check of like, okay, how good is Goody's second year going to be? And ended up being really good. how, Good is Shay like now that he's kind of taken that all-star leap. Like it's one thing to take an all-star leap, and this has been said about other guys like John Morant. Uh, it's one thing to take like the all-star leap, but you could argue that taking the all-star leap to all-NBA leap is even more difficult. Mm-hmm. And Shea made the leap from non-all-star to all-NBA without any in-between. So it's like, you know, this season was way more than i could have expected but i didn't i I tried to go into this season without expectations because to me this was see where we are without chet see how good J Dub's gonna be see like what we have in some of these young guys and then we can evaluate uh, in the off season and you know if we need to make moves and kind of ship some guys off and 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 recalibrate the timeline a little bit then we can but i mean after this season it was like Full steam ahead. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I love it, man. Um, and you know, a- as you mentioned, you know, last season was a lot of fun. Like you know, we kind of started off a little bit slow, but as we- yeah, I said absolutely. Sorry,
2: he <laughs> uh, uh, said it earlier too, and you missed you missed that by the way. Oh, did I miss that one? Okay, so thing. so we're up to so, two
0: after you said that you're working on it. I would yeah. say by the way.
2: I would say
1: make this a drinking game, but also that might be dangerous, so the, don't. Yeah, yeah, please don't. Yeah,
0: <laughs> incredibly dangerous.
1: Yeah. Anyways, um, so you was talking about how, you know, the season was exciting last year. Started off a little slow, but, you know, we really started to pick up steam, you know, with Shea coming in, you know, making the All-Star game. Kind of started off slow out of the All-Star break, but really, like, hit the ground running there in the back half of, dirt, in, like, the final stretch of the season. Uh, playing game. Obviously, Pelicans game was phenomenal. It was a movie. Like, you know, you, you can't ask for things to go better than what it did. Uh, the Timberwolves game completely different story. Uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, there's a lot of different opinions going on or about out there, like uh, within the Thunder community and the national audience. uh, But what was your main reasoning for why we fell short in that playing game? There's like, you know, I could pick apart, like I could break down that game and like talk about the matchup stuff. And, you know, the fact that, we're a smaller team going against a team with a ton of length, so blah blah blah. Like it, we were not set up for success in the first place. Really, I think a lot of it just comes down to the fact that our guys were nervous and inexperienced, and like had had not been in a game that had that level of stakes yet. Like Isaiah Joe shot one of five from three. Giddy shot zero of four from three. Lindy shot one of six. Shea shot five of nineteen from the field. It's just like, you know, defense is one thing. Yes, there's some good Mm -hmm. defensive personnel on that Timberwolves team. Don't get me wrong. But like that level of just missing shots. And if you watch the game, a lot of them were open shots that were being missed. It's like, yeah, these guys are most of them are 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 year olds. Like they just up to that point. That's like been the biggest game of their lives. For, for a lot of those guys, yeah, and they just miss shots, and that's why I'm like I'm not gonna get too too upset because one the succeed making the plan in, in the first place was mm-hmm. success enough, and two, you know, it's good experience. They need to they need to go through stuff like that. Every team is gonna go through stuff like that. The Grizzlies are going through it right now. They got a bunch of young guys that that are struggling in a postseason setting, and you know, it happened with the Celtics too. You just yep. gotta go through those lumps.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking of. So speaking of going through those lumps, do you think that the Thunder have started to have taken those steps in the right direction to kind of get through those? Or I, I think you kind of answered it the same way that, you know, in a way right there in the last question.
1: Yeah, it's. It, I, I think anyone who thinks that that one play-in game was like the, the first and last of like our postseason woes, and like struggles that we have to go through, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but I have some bad news for you. It's (laughs) there's going to be more. Like that was the first and it's not going to be the last. Like we're probably, we'll probably end up having a a first or second round exit that really, really sucks. You know, we might have any number of scenarios could happen. That's just part of being a team that is trying to win. Like that's how it goes. You got to lose before you can win. For most people, most teams. Some teams get really, really lucky or are just really good.
2: Like us now, this season. Championship. Right. Yes. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, We're never exactly.
1: going to lose another game.
2: Perfect. All 82 games on national television. <sighs>
0: That's my season prediction every year.
2: <laughs> the Thunder Championship, all 82 games on national television. <laughs> yeah.
0: 82-0. No, We're 82-0.
2: If you predict it every single year, someday it will happen. Yeah. Well actually probably not. Probably, not.
0: probably won't happen. But <laughs> not with that. If it, added, if it yeah. ever does, you'll not you'll look
2: super it. cool, Jerry. Yeah. Um yeah, so sticking with you know this Thunder team going into this upcoming season, uh, we've got you know a cast of great young players between Shade and, <clears throat> and...
0: <laughs> Bless God, <throat> Jerry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jerry, I was really Trying to hold that in, and then I was trying to hit mute at the same time. It just didn't work, Mm -hmm. boys. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I think you just barely missed it. You almost got to that mute button. You were so (laughs) close.
2: Well done. All right. So I'll I'll, I'll re-ask the question. I'll start from the beginning. Um, Before Jerry, like, had some kind of attack of some kind (laughs) on his sinuses, but – yeah. So I basically, Alex, just want to ask you, like, where do you rank the members of this young core? Like, how do you envision each of the pieces, you know, between Shay, Giddy, Chet, J-Dub and Dylan? The, I know we talked about five members on this question. Is Dort the other one that we're referencing there? It could be Dort. It could be. I,
1: I, just, I was just saying, like, top five. Like, you know, who you think? Okay. the top five It better be Dort. Or... It better OK, be Dort. <laughs>
2: let's go with that. I guess top five members of the young core going forward kind of thing.
1: So, Shea is obviously number one. Uh, yeah. I think we can kind of get that out of the way. Um, honestly, two through four is really, really difficult for mm-hmm. me because, like, my gut says Chet because my expectations for him coming out of college were already pretty high. But, like, just the fact that we haven't seen him play any NBA minutes, it's like, I, I don't know exactly what to say simply because like we've seen Josh play we've seen J-Dub play it's like yeah we we have a sample size to go off of but I'm gonna say Chet just because my expectations for him coming out of college were that that's where he would be in the hierarchy um, third is really the problem is I think J dub is better right now. And there is a chance that J dub's going to be like better maybe for like next season and potentially the season after. But I think Giddy will eventually get to the point where like, he's like an all-star level player. Like I think Giddy's going to be very, very good. I just don't know when that's going to happen because he's so young. Uh, so like long-term hierarchy I would say Giddy, but shorter term hierarchy, I would probably lean J Dub. So it's kind of like a 3A, 3B kind of thing for them. Um, But I would say Shay, Chet, Giddy, J Dub, like if we're talking for the future as a whole. And then number five, uh, I would say, I'm going to say,
0: casein hey i love it <laughs> no, don't do know, i love it i'm that. literally about to leave this studio right now <laughs> literally about to leave it
2: jerry's a Dort, is a big dork fan jerry you know i love Dort too but yeah
0: like... no casey can't get out of here he made a couple of shots in a summer league game and we're already saying this get out of here Sorry, Alex. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm <laughs> I understand.
1: I I understand. Very... I know there's I know there's a lot of love for Dort.
0: Well, no, and, but he gets uh, get all it. the shade in the world when it comes down to this team the last year and a half. Like anytime he goes three for ten, oh my God, get him off here. He's terrible. What is he on this team for? We should trade him. He has the best tradable contract that we got. What do we Sounds like you need to sneeze for? again. No, it sounds like people are nerds and need to freaking respect Dort. Sorry. All right, I'm done. I'm done.
2: <laughs> yeah. So Casey Wallace, um, I'm a I'm a big fan. Of <laughs> uh, Dylan's a Kentucky fan. If you didn't know, so yeah. he's anytime you, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. anytime you oh yeah yeah anytime wait so I I
1: live fan. in Kentucky and you you guys ask me why I'm an OKC fan why are you a Kentucky fan I live in Kentucky too, dude. yeah man where you live at i mean you don't gotta say Uh, we can talk after we talk after. (laughs) i don't live there well i live in kentucky still but i don't i i went to college in louisville so i don't Hmm. live in louisville anymore but i still live in kentucky i won't say where i'll tell i'll tell you after the pod but yeah i'm very curious yeah no yeah i uh yeah I, i grew up kentucky born and raised been here the whole time and uh you wild. can't tell with
0: the absolutely's and the dr peppers yet like geez i thought that it was like a <laughs> dr. Pepper. a call sign for no, call mountain, mountain Dew's the main export around here in, in kentucky yet yeah, so that's not my oh, dream man. though oh gosh that's funny that is funny and now it all makes a little bit more sense with the Dort or the case and wallace love so <laughs> can't even can't even Are be you mad kentucky
1: fan uh i
0: He's a, uh, a
1: big Kentucky fan. So, I see when I went to U of L, I didn't care about college sports. I still mm-hmm. don't really care about college sports, but my wife is a Kentucky fan, her whole family is a Kentucky fan. So, I've kind of become a Kentucky fan by association.
2: Let's go,
0: Jerry. We're outnumbered here. We've got two of them now. Oh my god, <laughs> like I, I cannot wait to press <laughs> this red leave studio button after this. <laughs> oh,
1: that's gonna be awesome! That's, that's amazing. Uh, i'm having a great time right now uh yeah let's see here uh jerry it's uh no it's back to me okay i got you wait hey, let's talk about he's it. over here like playing.
0: he's like oh my god brother you're yeah, from kentucky yeah, man, this, too this this off, but... no let's talk about it you want to link kentucky up in the backwoods and go scream at some hollers <laughs> <laughs>
1: not case and wallace but the more high profile one, she goes to alexander um obviously you know we talked about First team All NBA last year, jumped just the All Star hierarchy and went like straight to like a top five season in the NBA. Uh, do you think the Shea has hit his ceiling uh, last year as a scorer, or can you see him replicating that this year with a better supporting cast? Oh, I th- I think he's gonna be like just overwhelmingly better this year. Like it may not be like you know, I I don't necessarily think he's gonna go average like 35 points or anything like that i'm not Mm going to rule that out you know yeah who knows but uh like just the fact that he's going to have like actual spacing this year uh with chet um, theoretically like he's going to have some pretty elite spacing when we've been like consistently over the last two years we've either been like one or two worst space teams in the league i think last year we were We were attempting – I think we were attempting top 10 most threes in the NBA, but we were bottom five in three-point percentage. So, like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can't make shots, a guy like Shea who does most of his work inside the arc is just going to have a more difficult time. And he was already really, really efficient. So it's like if he was still able to be efficient with a less-than-ideal kind of environment that doesn't necessarily – create like an offense that's conducive to his game then there's no telling how much better he's going to be this year especially if like giddy ups that three-point percentage consistently like he has been um over his first two years and you know casein can knock down his threes uh chet's actually you know stretching the floor like a lot of people think chet has the potential to be like a 50 40 90 guy which would be amazing i'm not you know i'm not saying that's going to happen it would be nice but if that's the case Shay's going to have every opportunity in the world to score literally as much as he wants.
2: Yeah, and I, th- I think a lot of people, like you said, I mean, t- I'm kind of expecting Shay to dip a little bit in points because of leaps from guys, and I think that's going to lead to a lot of people being like, oh, he's worse this season or he's not scoring as much. But I expect the efficiency to climb a lot. I think he's going to get a lot better looks, especially from three, which will let the three-point shot rise up a little bit. He didn't take many this past season, and like you said, I think a big part of that was just the spacing wasn't great um you know plus he's just so lethal getting downhill and attacking why would you settle for threes a lot of the time but I think really looking for like that three-point efficiency to creep up a little bit is big and yeah I mean just like you said I think Shea's got a lot more to go again we've talked about this a few times about how good Shea can be but it's just ridiculous with what he was doing being a like rim attacking guard on one of the worst spacing teams in the league, you give him like an ounce of spacing. Now it's going to be a world of difference for him.
1: Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned that a lot of people think that Chet could be a 50, 40 and 90 guy. I've been predicting, I think the past two seasons now that Chet will be a 50, 40, 90 player. Do you ever think that's in his like realm of possibilities or do you think that three point percentage is going to be too hard to get up there? Honestly, like, the three point percentage is almost the thing that I'm not as worried about. It just to it to, to me depends how much Chet plays like off of the wing because it's kind of hard as a as a center to like stay above that 50%, especially with, with a such a modern kind of approach that OKC has where like they're really just putting every guy on the perimeter and like every guy's gonna have to handle the ball. Uh, I don't know how much like inside the arc like post up, uh, paint stuff Chet's going to be doing especially right out of the gate so like you know the 50% field goal shooting is I'm not saying he's not going to be able to shoot 50% from the field but it it's going to be a situation where his shot diet just might be so diverse that like his efficiency isn't necessarily what you expect from a center even though he is a center it's going to be like well he's more of just like a positionless big
2: mm-hmm. Makes sense. I appreciate you calling him a center because that's, that's <laughs> one thing I'm very passionate about that Chet is the center going forward. And yeah, I know that I, I <laughs> you you all can't see right now, but Alex just put his hand on his head. Like he was, you know, that I think it's, it's kind of reminiscent of a few of those Oppenheimer videos and screenshots that have come out now as reaction memes. Like, yeah, the flashbacks of seeing people saying, okay, C needs to get a real big Chet Can't play the five. So.
1: I'm still seeing people say it, man. It's ridiculous. We should
2: have taken Derek Lively out, or not Alex, um, Dylan. Yeah, we should have uh, taken yeah. Derek Lively.
1: Oh, we should. Well, no, we should have kept that bum Usman Jang in France and drafted Jalen Durandag on it. <laughs> well, now, I Dylan, will say, actually, I will say, if we ha- if we had drafted a center like a like a you know more of a traditional like Rob Williams, Jared Allen type of center, that's you know going to do a ton of rim running and stuff and just like be a rim protector then chet would have been fully capable of being a four Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that he's not capable of being uh, a power forward it's just i think right now it makes sense for him to be the five and i think he'll be fine being a five so why would he not be the five like i just don't see the argument for Mm -hmm. him not being the center Looks more comfortable out there at the five, uh, in my opinion. Uh, you know, absolutely. absolutely. In the limited time that we've got to see
0: out there with him, but yeah.
1: Oh, I said it. That was me that time.
0: Yeah, that was you that said it. I'm, I'm keeping count of everybody. Everybody uh, okay. knows tonight. Everybody is. Everybody it. Get... Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, – you know, what kind of impacts are you seeing from the guys that we get coming in from this year's draft? First year it, guys, just first year guys, not just rookies, Jerry. That's the tricky part. Oh, 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 well, sorry. The rookies in Chet. Sorry about that. I There's should've... another first year guy, Jerry. Come on now. Who the hell am I missing well,
2: right now? He's also technically still a rookie, Dylan.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. But he said in the draft.
0: Okay. Then write it that way, Dick. <laughs> Just read the question. Yeah, I, you know, I like to freaking freestyle, dude. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. All right, Alex, here, let me ask it. You know, hey, absolutely. What type of impact do you see the first year guys having on the team this year? Absolutely.
1: I absolutely think that uh, Chet, I think Chet is, there's a good chance. Chet comes in and is like, I I think defensively he's going to be fantastic right out of the gate. The offense, I think just figuring out how exactly to best use him is where the growing pains might exist. But I think overall, like if we're asking net contributions, I think he's going to be a net positive um, and be very, very impactful on defense. Um, As far as the other uh like rookies like wallace i think the big question's just going to be like how much can he do for you um offensively like where does he best fit is he going to be like kind of the lead playmaker and ball handler for the second unit um what's his shot going to look like is he going to be able to knock it down consistently the the defense though again it's like i'm not really worried about the defense with him he's going to mm-hmm. be fine as a defender he's just he's too good already to and that's and when you're a, when you're a young guy like that if you're looking for a way to just make an impact right out of the gate and you don't necessarily have it all there offensively like just go out there and play good defense and Kaysen's gonna be able to do that no problem uh but I, I'm hoping I say his last name right uh but the dude from the Euro uh <laughs> someone say it for me I've heard Mietzich. I've heard Mietzich. I was um, gonna say like Mietzich, yeah. but I, I could be saying it
0: wrong. Um, sing it, Dylan. Yeah. Sing it. Sing it. Sing it. Sing it. <laughs> I'm not saying it right now.
1: <laughs> I think he is going to be really freaking good. Mm. Like I think there is a world where there are situations where whether someone's injured or like we're just trying something new. Like I could see him having games where he's he's starting. Yeah, and I I think he's just Going to be a really 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 good player um, Not necessarily like I don't know if you know, it's kind of unrealistic To think he's going to come in and be an all-star Like he's 20 29 years old 29 like, years. <laughs> You can only set your expectations So high but I think just as a Dude who's going to come in and get buckets And like knock down spot up Shots and kickouts and Be able to put the ball on the floor on occasion And he's like He's, he's a fairly big body too. Right. Like he's not, yeah, he's six foot five, 200 pounds. Like he's a big dude. I I, I don't know a ton about him like as a defender, but uh, he's a guy where like the offense is going to be more than enough to have a positive impact on this team. And that's where we need It's like, we need guys who can hit their shots and mm. uh, you know, any Thunder fan who wanted their veteran presence. There you go. There's a 29 year old Euro league uh, MVP championship pedig- pedigree man like he's mm-hmm. he's insane man like you know just like i mean you can get excited watching anybody's highlights but just the 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 savvy like the basketball IQ like it just jumps off off of the film so yeah
2: i'm i'm super that excited
1: dude knows how to play basketball mm-hmm. like he understands it very well
2: yeah, yeah the um it's gonna be so funny when they put him in like the Rising Stars game or something as a 29 year old rookie. <laughs> it's gonna be the Jay Sean Tate thing all over again, where Twitter's losing their minds. Um, I'm super excited to see what he can do. Like, of course, you know we've seen what he can do in Euroleague, but it's a completely different game. Even though it's you know still basketball, the play style over there. You know how is he gonna look in this Thunder system? I'm also just happy he's actually over here. I didn't know if Vucevic was ever gonna join the team actually. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I do think it says a lot about the team and, like, how they kind of feel about what we're doing here. The fact that he was willing to come over after saying for a while that he wanted to be on a competitive team and Sam Presti, like, doing what he could to bring him over now out of all times, uh, I'm excited. And, you know, going a little bit off of the the rookies, um, you know, as Jerry would say, the guys coming out of the draft, as Dylan would say, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but going into, it's you know, some of the more establishments. <laughs> going to some of the more established guys on the team uh let's talk let's talk jerry's guy lou dort um defensively just purely defensively how do you feel about him? do you think lou dort is underrated overrated or properly rated defensively
0: think um, about how you answer this question alex
1: i feel like i have a gun to my head right now
0: uh, i'm in arkansas uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> i feel like he is uh You know, Thunder fans seem to properly rate his defense. Maybe there's a subsection of Thunder fans that, like, think he's overrated. But I feel like most know – if you watch him play, like, you know his defense is very, 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 very good. Like, there are – there's probably not – there are maybe two other guys in the NBA that you could – two or three other guys in the NBA that you could make a case for that are as good as or better on-ball defenders – than him like few guys can do it like he Mm -hmm. does and then just like the sheer level of effort like fighting over screens and like chasing you know chasing guys who are coming off of actions like there's not a whole lot of guys who can do it like him so uh you know for me personally from what i've seen on twitter i feel like he's either you know properly rated or like a little bit underrated but it's kind of hard for me to say that anyone thinks he's, you know, overrated. I feel like he's good enough to where, you know, you can't really go too far with your praise of him defensively. Um I, I'll ask this at, at risk of upsetting Mr. Jerry here, but um offensively, you know, obviously that's kind of the controversy behind the get story. Just sh- why?
0: <laughs> I don't even understand why you got to bring this up. No, I'm just, I'm just going just... 30 in a game seven. As a freaking rookie, he's playing way out of his style when he's going to play long-term in this league. He's not going to be a guy that needs to take 10 freaking shots. And you guys want to talk about his offense. Get the F out of here, Dylan. Leave it alone. <laughs> That's what I was about to ask.
1: I was about to ask. Do you Shit. think that his efficiency goes up with a better shot diet that he's kind of looking at this year with, you know, um, different more mouths to feed, you know, different kind of offense, uh, you know, more cooks in the kitchen. Uh, I, I hope so. Um, I really, I just want him to be able to hit a layup. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cause he's literally like, you could argue that of any player that has any like significant, meaningful volume of shots at the rim, you could argue he is the worst finisher in the entire NBA right now.
0: I'll give you, so I just want him to be able to hit his I'll, layup I'll, I'll if He can shoot 35.
1: Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. If, if he can shoot 35% from three and like 60% at the rim, I'll be happy. That's yeah. all I want.
0: Absolutely, that'd be phenomenal. We, we've appeased Jerry, so
1: I'm glad. No, <laughs> I, feel I was like
0: put you... my hand up because I was number five, absolutely, and he said that he's watching himself not say So keep on count. Maybe, maybe I'm doing it co- consciously now, just to like keep mm-hmm. your count going up. I highly
1: doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, So I want to ask you this, who is your favorite project player currently on the team? I was looking at this earlier and like, you could make an argument. We have a few still. Mm -hmm. Um, I was big on the Poku train and I still really like Poku and I'm still very intrigued by him as a whole, but I'm kind of just worried. Like, will he ever be healthy for, for a full season? Cause like every time it seems like he's getting better, it feels like he has an injury that sets him back and then like he'll come back. He'll have to work his way back to where he was and then he'll get there and get hurt. And it's just this cycle. So, you know, I'd love to see him have success, but I'm not kind of like holding my breath. Like I used to be with him. Uh, but I would say and this probably is the common answer at this point, but Jang, um, I, I think he's very, very interesting because if he becomes what the, projection was and like what the kind of philosophy was with drafting him like that's another all-star yeah on your hands like he's he could potentially be like you know like a diet paul george who a guy who's just big and can handle the ball and shoot like you can't ask for a much better player than that and uh you know summer league was very 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 promising and um i was kind of like last year when we got jang i was kind of like Okay, cool. Like, whatever. You know, we'll see what happens. And now it's like, oh, okay. Well, we might have something here. Like this, this might be a hit. So we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic because I've been burned by, uh, you know, big long athletes that Sam Presti has drafted who like theoretically could be very good. Cough, cough. Terrence Ferguson. Cough, cough. uh, Hamadou Diallo.
0: Cough Barry's Cough, Darius Basley, yeah. yeah. Cough, Paisley. cough Paisley. Perry Jones, Cough Perry Cough, uh, Josh Eustace, baby. Josh Houston. Cough Eustace. Cough, Mitch McGarry, Cough Cough, uh, there's a lot of them. Hey, Mitch McGarry, you could argue, was very good. He just liked smoking weed a little bit too much. But so. It was not weed. It was way worse than weed. Guys. He'd still be in the league if it was just weed, okay? Um, I promise you. But yeah, no, uh, as
1: as the captain of the Jane Gang, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you on on News My Jane, man. i I'm, I'm I was I was higher on him than most people like coming in, um out of the draft. Uh, I actually said on one of the podcasts my dream scenario was to draft Chat Hunger News My Jang and Jalen Williams, just not at the picks that we took them at. Um, so I was Dang. ecstatic coming out of there. Get your yeah. finger on the pulse. Yeah, I know, right? I was I was super happy, and then I, I was I was very high on Case Mullis too this year. Uh, I, I won't lie and say he was my top. Uh, my top option, I was a huge, cool volley guy, but, you know, we'll, we'll move past that. But, yeah, my J, man, like, you know, like you said, just, uh, you know, diet Paul George. And, like, you know, when you say that and, like, you're comparing him to Paul George, it doesn't sound super appealing. But when he's, like, your fourth, fifth or even, like, a guy coming off your bench and he's diet Paul George, like, that is – that's huge for a team like OKC.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've you've come on here as another person from Kentucky that is somewhat a Kentucky fan, and you like Uzman Zhang. You and Dylan are now best friends, pretty much. There we go, man. They're
0: probably cousins, like somehow, some way. I think all of Kentucky <laughs> is literally related, so um, they both got the 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 beard and everything. So um, <laughs> beard be yeah. is exclusive to Kentucky, Alex. <laughs> yeah, they
2: don't I have mean, them anywhere else. No,
0: Sorry, think so I look at me and Connor. Yeah, go's got a little bit of
2: something, No, nah, it, it does not work. <laughs> okay. it, it, does, it does not work, very he's long. just not
0: around his girlfriend, he doesn't need to look good. He's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, so he's letting it grow out. Um, no, but you kind of talk about all these prospects, and we got 20 freaking guys on the roster. Uh, we got to cut it down to 15. Uh, who's on the chopping block? <sighs>
1: you know this like just kills me inside uh i think ultimately i think lindy is is probably gone actually is lindy already gone because he's already gone yeah i was gonna say we didn't uh pick up his player option or his team option right nah yeah a lot of people think that we're gonna bring him back on the two-way yeah, I I can see that, but um, Trey Man, I I feel like we could bring Trey Man, we could keep him, but then just ultimately trade him. But I I, I don't see him kind of as a long term part of the team. He just kind of feels like the odd man out right now. Ty um, Ty Washington, it's like he's he's cool and. I like his game as a whole. He's another UK guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he does some things really well, but again, it's one of those things where you just, he's not, he doesn't really serve a, a super glaring purpose for this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like any purpose that he would serve, there are kind of other guys in the pecking order. Um, so he feels like he's probably gone. Uh, Garuba is interesting. Cause I feel like we could keep Garuba and yeah. I feel like he would be, Decent so I'm hesitant to write him Off just yet Because I you know he could be a Contributing player he could you know come off the Bench and provide valuable meaningful Minutes Um, It's JRE is, is another guy that When we have this conversation He's I think he's a good Player and I think he has The possibility to be in the league Contributing for Many years but I don't necessarily think that's with OKC uh, he's one of the kind of odd men out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. He just, he's just doesn't fit. There's There's not much that he can do right now for us that necessitates him. You have to like provide something right now on a team full of like theoretical players that, you know, could be this or are that it's like, You have to offer more right now to really solidify yourself in a sea of young players because if you're just like a guy who can like do a couple things and like kind of just blend in, you're not gonna be long for that team.
2: Mm -hmm. Kind of feels like with Jerry, we have players who can also kind of fill in with that backup big type of role. That just do it a bit better. Like, I think Jay Will is just better in that spot at this point than JRE. Garuba, Mm -hmm. like you said, is really interesting. If we could keep him around a potential, like, defensive big that I think could be useful for this team. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it sucks to think about guys leaving because I know it, I've heard from a lot of people like going to the rebuild. They're like, oh, don't form attachment to players. And then they hit like three shots. And I'm like, I love you. You are a Thunder (laughs) legend. So um, in fact, you don't even have to play here. You can just have been traded here for three minutes and you're a Thunder legend in my book. But
1: shout out Ricky Rubio.
2: Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, shout out to those guys. Danny Uh, Patty Patty Mills, Rudy Gay, all Thunder legends right there. But yeah, it's it's, just hard. (laughs) Ariza is a Thunder (laughs) legend for sure. It's just so hard to, you know, have to cut guys. And, you know, you always want to see see them succeed somewhere else. And I think with Ty, tie tie, with, you know, say we move on from JRE, or even if it's train man eventually, I think these are all guys, like you said, who can contribute somewhere else. It's just tough when you have so many players and so many draft picks. And we somehow get involved in all these trades where we just get picks for free and also young players that we can trade for more picks. Like, it's hard to say no to that. So it. Results in things like this. Um, but again, I think there, there was some report that we could maybe trade like Ty Ty or that like Garuba was even seen around the league as someone maybe worth like a second round pick or something. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But um, yeah, kind of wrapping up here. Um, wanted to ask full picture about the Thunder going into this season. What award races or all star events could you see Thunder players having a hand in?
1: Um, I think because he was a part of the award race last year for MVP. I think Shea is going to be an MVP candidate this year. I, I think there's a world where, you know, I think Jokic is probably going to win MVP, assuming the Nuggets are as good as they were last year, and he continues to be Nikola Jokic. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not really going to bet on anyone else to win MVP other than Jokic right now. It just seems very unlikely that anyone else will make a case stronger than his. But that being said, uh, I think Shea, there's a pretty strong chance if the Thunder are, you know, a top four seed. Shea's probably going to finish top three in MVP voting if he has this a similar season that he did last year. Um, you know, Chet, I, I've said Chet ha- is going to have a good case for Rookie of the Year just because it's like Wemby – Really, my big hang up, and I was talking about this on uh, another podcast. I think with Wemby, it's just going to come down to like, how many games did you play? Mm-hmm. Because it already sounds like the Spurs are, are gearing up to kind of load manage him, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. You know, do whatever you have to do to prioritize your players' health. If If you feel like you have to put in more work to get them to a point where they can sustain a full, you know, 70 plus game load by all means do what you have to do. I'm not going to get mad at a team because they're worried about hurting their young player, you know, that make sure that they're going to have a long career. So do what they have to do. But yeah, I think due to that Chet's going to be able to come in and be very impactful on a good team. I think his biggest competition is probably going to be scoot, but scoot's going to be playing along other guys that are already established. He's going to have Jeremy Grant next to him. He's going to have Anthony Simons next to him. Uh, So that's, you know, other guys he has to share shots with and Chet is going to be coming in higher in a pecking order with a more clearly defined role um, and like a more defined allotment of like overall responsibility that I feel like it's going to be pretty easy for him to have a convincing case. And then we're going to have to deal with the whole, is he actually a rookie thing? for yeah. the entire mm. year where they're like well he's uh he's been sitting in the locker room and on the bench for the ben an entire Hall. year already watching games and i'm like i've been watching games in my living room <laughs> for years now it doesn't mean i can come in and drop you know 20 points in an nba game now oh, you got the max and Cueva jumper apparently you could do it alex hey, i believe in you hey. <laughs> might be able to get one just chucking if you gave me 48 minutes and i just had a green light i i could at least make one shot i bet one just one
2: if i mean if you pull from half court every time eventually you'll knock one of them down
1: in theory <laughs> that's the logic here yeah and then i'd win rookie of the year
2: exactly you would you would beat out chet <laughs> as as the first year rookie of the year
1: <laughs> right talk, talk about around. dark horse
2: yeah. <sighs> yeah i the the one thing that for me is throwing me off with all these award, this award stuff is the 65 games played thing because I am a bit worried that Chet might not end up playing that many games, which is kind of why I feel like Scoot might end up having that. We're going to be in for some weird award races this season, I feel like, with the 65 games played thing because there are so many candidates Like I want to pick for awards, but I could just see, that, like you said, with Vic, I think he's pretty clearly the number one for rookie of the year because he's going to be featured so heavily in that Spurs system, but I don't know how many games he's actually play. You know, with Chet, we'll see how many he plays. Same with Scoot. I don't know. We might get. We're probably going to get some really weird, like top rookie of the year. It's like, I mean, Mijic might even come in and make an. He'll probably make an All Rookie team. I feel like he could do so. Yeah, like, most likely, most likely. Like this season. Um, but yeah, what about All Star events? Uh, that
1: honestly, that kind of seems like only Che is going to be kind of in that hunt for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think Giddy. Not not this year, but I think next couple of years, next few years, we could start seeing him in that discussion, because like his numbers, he's going to he's going to eventually get to the point probably where he's averaging, you know, 18, 19 points per game, probably close to 10 rebounds and like seven assists once you're, once you're kind of there, that gets you in the conversation that gets your foot in the door. And then at that point, it's like the Zion get injured for the 50th time and they need another replacement. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, but you know, giddy, if not this year, um, definitely down the road. Uh, J-Dub, I think J-Dub, some people are kind of like, you know, J-Dub's floor is like so high, but his ceiling isn't that high. I, I actually am higher on j Dub's ceiling after what we saw last season than i was before he played an nba game i'm like oh this dude this dude has all-star potential written all over him uh he just is capable of doing way too much once he starts to like lock in on the stuff that he is very good at and like really starts to figure out his game and especially because of how similar certain aspects of his game are to shays it's like dude you're in the perfect environment to set yourself up to be like a 20 plus point per game guy and you do like basically everything else very well
2: yeah maybe we'll get some more all-star weekend representation if this year they actually listen to my pleas to put isaiah joe in the three-point contest (laughs) yeah honestly there he is now that i'm thinking about it micic might even be able to end up in that I could see him making a case for the three-point contest potentially. You know, depending on if his. Dylan, what did he shoot from three in Euroleague last season? Was it like forty-five percent or something? Yeah, it was something
1: like forty-five percent. I think his last year in the in the not the Euroleague but the Turkish league, he shot like seventy-five percent true shooting percent. So like he (laughs) he's stupid efficient. (laughs) Yeah. So.
2: so So I'm going to need him and Mich- or Meechich <laughs> Mich- and Joe both in the three-point contest. And then I'll finally be happy with Adam Silver after what he did last year leaving Isaiah Joe at make- forcing us to watch Julius Randle compete in the three-point contest last Ugh. season.
0: Ugh. And that one guy from, I think, the Knicks in the dunk competition.
1: Oh, Jericho Sims. Uh,
0: yeah, absolutely deplorable. Get the ripped like,
2: piece of paper.
0: Yeah, just go put your jersey in the locker room and go home. Just get out of here. Yeah, some,
2: some of the gimmicks with dunks i feel bad because in practice it's probably like oh this is so cool and then you get national tv and it doesn't quite go the same way and it's like god it is the most awkward thing oh no he, no he
0: hyped himself up in the bathroom in the mirror before that <laughs> he's like hey you got all the creativity brothers. you're gonna do this and he was like oh i got a great idea yeah, i'm gonna go find a piece of photocopy paper and he's something <laughs> stupid with it so yeah <laughs> sorry i really I appreciate him trying it. I, I hated last year's dunk contest so much, and really the three-point contest. Watching some of those, like well, Mac was done crying.
2: Mac McClung, yeah, Mac McClung was good. Trey Murphy was good. Oh,
0: was okay, good yeah, 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 I mean, those were good, but come on now, Jericho. That's all I can remember. I I forgot about <laughs> Mac McClung because of that. <laughs> You That's were so mad about the
2: ripping the piece of paper that you completely forgot the rest of the dunk contest participants. <laughs> yeah. Matt McClung's yeah. generational performance—it
0: it actually was awesome, as I think about yeah. it. So, um, yeah. Uh.
2: <laughs> Jerry's putting up a, an incredible performance
0: today. Oh gosh, I'm so out of it. I'm like four hours of sleep the last two nights. Oh. Um, <sighs> All right, so let me see if I can read this long-ass question. Um, it's really not long. Oh, it just looks really long. Um, <laughs> what is the best, worst, and your favorite matchup for OKC this year?
1: Um, I mean, best matchup, give me a crappy team, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm trying to think, like... Worst matchup I would say any teams with length um, and like that are running double front court bigs like uh, like Cleveland um, those teams are, are definitely a hurdle for us just because Shea's game is is limited once he has to kind of fight through the trees you know he's still capable of of being efficient and being effective but he just has to work harder. And the and when Shea has to work harder, the entire team has to work harder. So, mm-hmm. you know, any team with, you know, multiple bigs or, like, just jumbo-sized forwards and good defensive teams are, are, are going to be hard for any team. So it's not, like, necessarily a hot take. But I, I, I do think the Timberwolves will continue to be a difficult matchup, um, kind of in the same way that I think, like, Denver even said that the Timberwolves were – the most difficult series they had in the playoffs. It's like yeah, because they have a lot of big freaking dudes that you have to try and score against. Like it doesn't matter, you know, to an extent. It doesn't really matter how good a defense you are if you just have enough big bodies out there and a bunch of guys frustrating you like it's gonna make your your ability to score the basketball a lot harder. Uh, so, you know, Minnesota and not like we're ever going to match up with Cleveland in a postseason setting unless it's the finals. It's not something we really have to think about. But uh, as far as Western Conference, I think the Timberwolves are and will continue to be a difficult matchup. Um, as far as best matchup, uh, I think we seem to match up. And I've noticed this like for a couple of years now. We match up really, really good against the Lakers. Yeah. Like, I feel like we have the Lakers number. Whenever, like, LeBron's scoring, uh, when he broke the scoring record, mm-hmm. like, we demoralized that team. Yeah, that was that was so fun. <laughs> and then I remember, like, I think it was two years ago when uh, Shea, like, did the I'm Him celebration. Mm-hmm. That was against Josh, the Lakers. The and that was, like, one of the most iconic moments of the season. You know, we we've got the Lakers kind of figured out, so – Give me the Lakers in the postseason. I want to I see that series because uh, I think we just match up really well against them. I think a lot of teams match up well against them, except for the Grizzlies apparently, but that kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier where they just still look inexperienced and they had all that drama, which probably played a role. Um, but, yeah, uh, favorite nice matchup saw. I would say is the Lakers. Best matchup, though, I'd probably say is still the Lakers. They're yeah. my, they're the best and in, in my favorite. Yeah, and then you, know, Shay and LeBron got a little, a bit, little bit of beef, man. Like Shay, Shay still hasn't got to pay LeBron back for blocking him in the All Star game. He said, "I got something for him next time I see him," and it didn't happen. So, we got to see I'm ready for off. it. I need that series. <laughs> yeah, that would be so fun. <laughs> Um, and that that season that he did the I'm Him game, so like the I'm Him game was one, but we also matched up with him like I think either the same week or the week before. Yeah, They so hit like five threes and hit him with the shrug. Uh, actually, this shrug I forgot I
2: forgot I was wearing. Oh the shrug. yeah,
1: that's right. Gosh, yeah, no. those games were electric. Yeah, man. Yeah.
2: Because we started off I think like zero and four, and then we beat the Lakers like twice in the same week, and that was the season where the Lakers were like collapsing in front of our eyes. So it was it it was made even sweeter by the. um Yeah, now that I think about it we really have ruined a bunch of Lakers moments recently, haven't we? With the beginning of that season, the LeBron like scoring record thing beating them, which was so incredible by the way. Like I can't I can't be happy enough the fact that we went in there and spoiled that night. So yeah.
1: Yeah, that was epic, man. All right, Alex, we're gonna get you out of here after this, man. This is just kind of like rapid fire, uh, kind of prediction section at the end here. So uh, I got a few over unders for you, and then I got some, uh, you know, just random questions at the end, and uh, we'll we'll go through it, man. So over under first of all, 0. .5 FIBA gold medalists for the Thunder. Sorry.
2: Oh. Um, in general, will there it's be like more than that? somebody
1: <laughs> will win the gold medal? what <laughs> wait do uh who do we have on the roster that's oh wait yeah we've got because giddy's playing for australia mm-hmm. this is not rapid fire i'm sorry over it's fine yeah i like it um all right over under one and a half all-stars next year Ooh. i'm gonna say under it's fair it's fair over under one and a half 20 point scores over you got, you, you got a spoiler for us? You know, who are you thinking? I, I think Shea will do it, and then I think either Giddy or J-Dub will do it. I love it. Love it. All right, uh, kind of alluding to our first-year conversation, over under 1.5 all-rookie team members. Over. Love it. All right, uh, last over under – over under one-and-a-half all-defensive team members. So I'll actually – going i know you said rapid fire but going back to the last one if you would have said two and a half for all rookie teams yeah there's a chance i would have said if you if you put the line at two and a half i would have said over still i think there's a chance we have three all rookie all rookie players and they're all from different
2: drafts (laughs) that's that's a that's a crazy stat if that happens yeah having three all rookie players from three different drafts is wild yeah write the draft now (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put that in my Twitter drafts real quick. I'm going to go remember that.
1: <laughs> so, wait, what was the what was the last question that you asked?
2: Uh, over, under, one and a half,
1: all defensive team members. I'll say over. I I feel like, eh, eh under. But I feel like Dort's going to get his respect this year as, a, as an all-defensive player. Do white chat there is that other member. I, I always feel like it takes a year. I say – uh, all all defense teams and like dpo usually take a year to catch up mm-hmm. so that's why i think like dort has a good chance of getting it this upcoming season and then chet will probably be like if he doesn't get it this year it'll be in the future so i'd say under one and a half but you know it's possible that's uh, fair all right uh in terms of uh in terms of thunder floor and ceiling what do you think their floor and ceiling is this year floor um absolute worst case scenario to me is like seven seed, but even that still feels like pretty low. Uh best case scenario, I I've kind of and this is kind of I kind of expect best case scenario, um, which is probably stupid of me, but I I I three seed, two seed, three seed. I think I think that's attainable if if things continue on the trajectory that they've been on. That's awesome. I love it. Um, all right. Well, you know, you kind of talked about the forward ceiling, but what is your official prediction for what the record and seeding will be? Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Uh, so last year we won, what was it, 41, 40 games? 40. Yep. yep. Um, I think we very easily win 45 games this year. And I think there's a chance we're a 50 win team. Yep. I'm not saying it's likely, but I think 50 wins is more attainable than a lot of people realize. There were there were six fifty win teams last year. So. Yeah, I'm with it. Uh seeding, what, what was your prediction on seeding? Um uh, best case scenario, two or three seed. I'd say three seeds, probably more likely than a two seed, but you never know. All right. I like it. last question here, man. If I was asked you to give a bold prediction or a hot take for the Thunder this season, what would it be? Mm, Josh Giddy averages a triple double. Whew.
2: That's a good one. I don't know if
1: I believe that, but it's certainly a bold prediction. It could happen. The headlines write themselves. I love it. Well, hey, Alex, it's been a blast having you on here, man. Uh, always good to talk to Thunder basketball, but, you know, good good to have a Thunder fan come in and talk basketball. So, uh, um, obviously, you know, I'm sure we'll link up in the future, but want to give you a chance to, you know, plug anything you want to plug. Where can folks find you and your work? Yep. Alex Hoops on YouTube, uh, at Alex Hoops underscore on Twitter. Uh, you find I'm talking about everything, not just Thunder, but uh, everything NBA. So, if that interests you, check it out. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, uh, you know, one more time, had to do it, had to do it for you, Jerry. Um, <laughs> you it. 27 and a half. Okay. Yeah. Now you're just making up numbers, but um, yeah, um, you know, kind of going back to the predictions, uh, we will be doing a podcast on Friday, we will be doing a Dolan pod, late night pod. So, uh I'll talk to Cone and Jerry on if they're going to join or not. We'll see who's on there, but we're going to talk some predictions and maybe some bold takes uh, for the Thunder on that pod as well. So definitely tune in for that. But until then, on behalf of myself, Cone, Jerry, and Alex, hope everybody has a great night. God bless.
0: Hoop when you can.
1: And as always,
0: Thunder up. Thunder up. Thunder up. Thunder up.
1: Yeah, my man.